when we allow positive, peaceful, good, loving, joyful thoughts to emerge, emotions to emerge. It changes things internally. It changes things externally. And that's kind of what we've been talking about. And, you know, last time I put up here on the board, we have this thing called the unseen realm. And the unseen realm is sometimes referred to as partially the invisible realm, the, but it's really the heart of God. It's, it's the heart of God. God is in the unseen realm. And inside the unseen realm, we have a visible realm. The visible realm. That's this chair. That's this building. That's your physical projection to those around you. It's your body. And when we take the time, like we just did, to just go, you're actually drawing from the unseen realm the Zoe life. You're sucking it in. And then you're projecting outward back to others inside that realm. You're projecting to them a vibrational frequency. Now, if I go negative, if, that, if those songs made me angry, in that moment of going angry, resentful, frustrated, all of those, you then begin to not only take the negative energy that others put out and suck it into you, which amplifies your physiological response, but you also then create a negative emotional response, vibrational response that goes out and affects others. That's how you can walk in a room, and if you're just, there's six or seven people in a room, and you're just the most angriest person in the world, they're going to sense that, and they're going to distance themselves from you. But if you walk in the room and you're the most joyful, happy, go lucky, just awesome person in the room, they're going to flock to you because you're giving off signals. And God calls us to give off what? Our light. Our light. And what's in our light? He is. He is. And He's the source of love, love joy, joy peace. peace, contentment. contentment goodness, I mean, etc., etc., kindness, patience, patience, steadfastness towards you, that one of those songs that was about his, how steadfast he is towards you. He never pulls back. And the intensity of all of this is just constantly coming your way. There's another thing. When in feeling that too, and I just know, realize that when you do that, when you're drawing from that unseen realm too, suddenly possibility begins to illuminate yes. inside you. Yes. There's not one. There's all this possibility. That exists. The field of infinite potentiality, infinite possibility, because it comes out of the heart of God. And when we can make that shift to God wants nothing but goodness for us, nothing but greatness for us, we begin to want to see those things and we begin to draw those possibilities in. But if we don't believe he loves us, if we don't believe he wants good things for us, if we believe that everything in our life is because he's punishing us, we're not going to see those potentialities. We're not going to experience them. And at that point, life sucks. Let's just be real. Right? And at any given moment in our lives, probably all of us have had one of those days where life just didn't feel good. 
And it's because we were taught that the visible reality is all there is. Or that in the, in the unseen realm, God is out here in the unseen realm and we're stuck in the visible reality and the two don't connect. Mm-hmm. Or you have to earn. Or you have to earn the opportunity to tap into the unseen realm. Open that door. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so counterproductive. So counter-kingdom oriented. And so we were talking last week about thoughts. We are talking last week about emotions. We were primarily focused on thoughts. But there are also emotions. And emotions have their own aspects. But emotions can trigger thoughts. And two things came up. I went back and listened to last Sunday. And Stuart asked a question about ideas. Talked about ideas. Can ideas be thoughts? And I think, no, I think it's the other way around. Thoughts trigger ideas because ideas are a complex series of thoughts that give rise to the infinite potentiality. Now, if I have, because an idea has, you know, a thought, well, let me go this way. I was looking at some Carolyn Lee stuff this week and I was watching some of her stuff. And a thought, she, she attributes thoughts to be like trees. And at the end of the trees is neurotically what they call a dendrite. Uh, which is then what connects to another tree. But you can have a positive set of thoughts or a positive set of trees and a negative set of trees or thoughts. And depending on where you land, you're either choosing life or you're choosing death. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the negative side. The tree of life is the positive side. She actually made that connection to Romans or Revelations 21. And, and so she's looking at all of these neuronal pathways in our, in our, in our uh, brain and going, we have some positive ones, we have some negative ones. The idea is to get rid of the negative ones and reprogram the brain. Now, she also made it very clear that the brain is not the mind. The brain is a physiological set of connections and chemicals. The mind, which is the link between what we see and feel and, and the unseen realm, the mind is where thoughts, will, and emotions kick in. And depending on where your thoughts, will, and emotions are, you're either going to be creating more negative trees or more positive trees, more negative neuronal pathways or more negative ones. And every single day, your every single moment, every time you're stimulated, you're generating a thought. Can you see how many thoughts do they think she said we have? At any one moment, your brain is creatively performing about 400 billion actions, of which you are only conscious of around 2,000. We talked about last week, thoughts are are conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. Will is, you know, I've always wondered, mind, will, you know, the mind is the thoughts, the will, and emotions. And until I listened to Carolyn Leaf this week, I had this like aha moment. The will is my ability to choose. It's my ability to choose. God has given me an ability to choose. Choose life. Choose death. Wow. And so then comes your emotion with that. And then emotions, yeah. If I choose life, my emotional response is going to do what? Go way up. Go way up. If I choose death... You can, you can choose, you can actually will yourself to die. And a lot of times we're making the choice to die without even realizing we're making the choice because if we're stuck in subconscious mode, and I'm going to give you an example. Most of you know, three weeks ago I hurt my back, right? I think it started with a small twinge of during an exercise routine. But then when I worked on my driveway, it got worse and it got worse and it got worse till about 10 days ago, I couldn't stand up. Go get a massage, get a chiropractic adjustment, feeling like I'm heading down the right road. And yesterday I decided to stretch. And I stretched and I thought, gee, it hurts. I said, but I'm going to push through it, right? Oops. Oops. Bad choice. Bad choice. Because it set me back to the very first day that it hurt so bad I couldn't stand up. And Carol's going, Carol says to me last night, I wonder if there's a subconscious component to this. Right? Emotion. Subconscious emotion. emotion. 
So we do muscle testing. Remember muscle testing? We talked about that a few months ago. We do muscle testing, and what came up? That, yes, it was emotional. Yes, it was emotional. And it was about, there was some, we released it, so it's hard to even remember. You're avoiding something. I was avoiding something. And it turns out, I was, part of it is I was avoiding wanting to go to wholeness, to be whole. Subconsciously. Subconsciously, I, I didn't want to be whole. So we do the be, the be set free fast technique, clear it out. And this morning it's still sore, but it's not as sore as yesterday. And actually during worship, something popped and I could actually stand up straight. <laughs> but I had subconsciously chose, and I won't, I, I, how do I want to say this? I was subconsciously in that place where that injury was allowed and to, to be re-injured was allowed. And I wasn't seeing the goodness in that situation. All I was seeing is physically pain, subconsciously. Ah, you're not whole. See? Weird, isn't it? But true. So my thoughts since that moment last night is, oh, well, this is just a blip on the radar screen. I've used that term before when I had gotten a bad diagnosis. This is just a blip on the radar screen. And it will clear up. It is clearing up. And I'm going to get right back on the exercise routine horse and just be whole, physically whole. One thought. Subconsciously buried. And so in a few weeks, we're going to come back to rooting out some more of the subconscious stuff. But right now, I really want to focus on, on the thought part of things and, and how we send energy out. Remember the scripture? We talk, Actually, we talked last week about one other thing. Muriel asked a question about something. About, does something have to be activated or, or, or part of a person before healing can manifest? And for those of you who watched Don Keithley, he talked about the healing out of John 5, the pool of Bethesda last week. And so I've been pondering that. He talked about it from an identity perspective, but I've been pondering it from the question, from Muriel's question perspective. And you know, Jesus did not address the negativity directly in the guy. Because the guy said, I have no one to put me in the pool. Jesus created, created a new pathway for him, a new thought process by saying, pick up your mat and walk. The guy wasn't even there in mentally, thought-wise. He didn't even see that as a possibility. Jesus spoke one word that flipped him from the only possibility is someone putting me in the pool to, oh my gosh, I can walk. Jesus flipped his thought patterns on a dime. Didn't he first ask him, do you want to be healed? He did, and the guy's response didn't even answer the question. question. So Jesus superimposed his thought of what he saw about this guy and just said, get up and walk. Pick up your mat, walk. What did Peter and and John do with the guy in Acts 3 at the temple gate? Is that the silver and gold they have none? Yes. But what did he say? But healing I give you. Yeah. And the guy got up and he walked. Again, that person was looking for money. Peter and John took the same process that Jesus gave, spoke it into that man, and boom. Changed his paradigm, changed his thought patterns, because for him to get up and walk, he actually had to think he could do it. But the power of God was so upon them and it was so upon Jesus when he spoke, the power went inside the, into the depth of that lie that they were holding on to and broke it apart. But there was a vibrational frequency that went with that. Because thoughts are energy. Thoughts are energy. And when you release, when you speak a thought, you're releasing energy. When you think a thought, you're releasing energy. And Carol and I, and I know a couple other of you are, but we've been reading this book by Pam Grout called E-Squared, and it's got experiments in it. 
And one of the experiments that rocked my world was you take a coat hanger, you cut it into two parts, about a 12 inch long length, about a five inch long for a handle. You take a straw, you cut it, you cut it in half, you put the straw in there and then you bend the end so the straw can't fall off and you begin to experiment with it. And you hold it out and you let it settle into just in there. And then you think about something negative. And I'm not moving them because it's in a straw, but see how they're moving? I'm going negative and it's coming back at me. I mean, it goes a little wild at times, but it comes back at me and I go negative. So what does that mean? I'm actually pulling in negative aspects from around me. Now, if I, if I want to think about something positive, let me go back to neutral a minute. And for me, it's just Jesus and wholeness is my neutral. Now I'm going to think about something positive. And I'm thinking about Carol at this moment and how much I love her. And look what it did. I thought it was about me. <laughs> Buddy, it's about all of us. But, but, but at that moment, I was thinking about Carol. Wow. Now I, want to send, I just want to send love and appreciation to Muriel. Muriel is actually uh, northwest of us. And right now I am facing north, I believe. Is that the north? That's the parking lot out there, right? Yeah, you're looking north. So I'm just sending love and appreciation to Muriel. And now they go northwest. <laughs> wow. It, it, was, it improved to me that I send out an electromagnetic energy field. Rocked my world. Rocked my world. And by the way, this metal coat hanger, this one actually has a plastic coating on it. Go figure. It still worked. But, but so when I started thinking about how, it, it showed me how powerful my thoughts are. It started, and, and not only for good, but for evil. I can go back to neutral here. And I can see Stuart stepping into his desired profession right now that he's been studying. And I just said, yes and amen to that. Isn't that powerful? And I feel my arms tingling, but I'm not rotating those because I can't because I've got this, these plastic straws on the end, so I couldn't rotate it if I wanted to. And, and so... That simple experiment changed, I mean, it, it was like pop. I had this sudden epiphany about how powerful my thoughts and my words are. You see that in the natural world, though. See, I, the, the way I see it is I have this light inside of me, and I can send that out to people, and it will draw people to me. But if I am negative, I am... I'm pushing them away. But also that negative draws the negative. Mm -hmm. If you're a negative person, you know, and the best example I can give is the woman that's been married five times and each husband beats her up. You're drawing that in on you. Mm -hmm. That is what you're asking for. Yeah. Remember that video last week? That's the law of attraction. Yeah. What you send out, you attract back. But until I saw this experiment, I knew in my head that... I could influence things. But until I did this experiment, I didn't have it here in my heart. And then we told you last week about praying for the neighbors and the neighbor to the north and the neighbor to the south. And one day they both have, I have contact with both of them in, in ways that hadn't happened before. And it's like, whoa. So our thoughts are so powerful. And our thoughts, I mean, if you listen to Carolyn Leaf, she's, our thoughts are really electrochemical interactions in the, in the nerves of our brain and the patterns of our brain. And memories store those interactions. 
a collection of those interactions become a memory. So then when I smell a smell that reminds me of something, that's activating that memory. And it can be either positive or negative depending upon the experience that I attached to that when I first experienced it. Have you ever been to walk into a room and smell something and have a memory come back? That's what it is. It's the, it's the thought that is triggered to the chemical reactions that went with that memory. Give me some feedback, guys. Gals. You know, as you talk about this, during the music, I kind of had this imaginary vision, and I just saw, like, if I want something, there's like a hurdle that has to be overcome. Depending on what the situation is, the hurdle may have to be jumped. It may just have to be moved out of the way. But that... That what I want, and I'm, I'm leaving this kind of abstract because it is a universal thing, is standing at that hurdle, and it's my thoughts, and I just was seeing this as you were talking about that, you know, a concertina wire, is the, and, and you expand that, and it was like my thoughts are what either put or remove concertina wire on the other side of that hurdle, on my side of that hurdle. So if I'm sitting there spreading non-bad thoughts, I'm putting concertina wire, and that doesn't want to jump into the concertina wire. Yeah. But if I remove it, then it's free to jump in safely. Yeah. So, Mario, what you thinking right now? What you feeling right now? I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm still thinking back on the visible realm and the unseen realm. And uh, I haven't really seen any of the unseen. I guess maybe you don't see it. <laughs> I just wonder how that how that access works with your. Is it through your thoughts? Is it? I don't know. Do you have to reach a certain point? I don't know what the how that works. I you know, you, some people see things, see visions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Part of it is how does that work with thoughts? Part of it is our expectations. What do we expect? <laughs> Our expectations will drive where our thoughts go. Can I, can I see myself ministering by laying on a hands and seeing a person heal? Can I get there? And if I realize that I'm putting out energy that goes in that direction, now I can see it. Now I can expect it. Can I see into the unseen realm in ways of, of infinite possibilities. Well, what, what happens when an infinite possibility coincides with your thought? What happens if that realm invades your thoughts? Now you can see it because it's going to trigger a set of chemical reactions. But if I don't expect that to happen, I will never see it. I mean, as I was sitting here, I don't know, Muriel, if you saw those wands move in your direction, but it took like three seconds for them to shift to the northwest, which is where you are from us. Yes. Yes, I did. I did watch that. And I've actually seen that experiment before. It is, um, yeah, so uh, what was your question again? I, I, well, I, I guess, I guess my, my point is it took three seconds of me being consciously intentional to shift that in your direction to send to you love and appreciation, knowing that it was going your direction. Right. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of power in that. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking about you. You said expectation and thoughts. Yeah. Maybe I have to work on that. <laughs> yeah. And and that and that ex, that experiment is a good one because when I first started doing it, I had no expectation exactly of what was going to happen. But mm -hmm. all of a sudden, when Carol and I are doing it at home and we're watching these things move, it's like, whoa! <laughs> so it's happening whether we. Do anything about it or not? Whether Maybe. we're conscious of Just it or your not. Thought. Yes, yes. S simple and pure thought. Yes. Okay. So let me go to Greg first and then you, Gary. All that reminds me of, you know, we used to talk about soul ties that people would have. Mm -hmm. That if you had, let's say, an old girlfriend that had a certain perfume, 
you would think about her and you'd smell that perfume. That that's just what that's just what it's doing. It's a thought is creating something within your your senses. You know, so but also that thought may you think of her, you may smell her perfume, but then you may become very angry and bitter. So those those things do exist, those thought patterns that and you create that energy to to bring that back upon you. Yeah. Gary. Just a couple of random things that connected with uh, thoughts and also the other one is in the same realm. Athletes, they, 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 you've done this experiment with Olympic athletes and everything else, and I've experienced that in my life, not knowing anything about any of that, but where they will put them in a room and instead of having them going out and doing or practicing whatever they're doing, to have them think about and visualize actually doing that particular sport or whatever, feeling how their muscles would feel, and they would go out and perform just as well as people who were doing the exercises. David, as a kid, and I've talked about this before, I it, playing football, I would <laughs> dream things and not thinking about them, but when I was in the game the next day, it would play out exactly as my dreams were the night before and the connect made the connection there didn't know what the world I was doing. I was 10, 10 11 yeah. years old at the time, so it's like who knows. But also in the unseen realm, back in the first Gulf War, they had these guys um, it was called remote viewing. They were trying to locate sites in Iraq that were where military installations were and things like that. So these guys were trained to to just think about that in that realm. And when they took, um, drew pictures of what they, they saw, they actually could relate those to actual military installations in Iraq. And they were able to find those without having to send troops in at harm's, at harm's way yeah. to do that. Wow. Yeah. So it's... It's really yeah, cool. It's, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And, and we watched this video last week. You guys weren't here, but the video about the guy who broke the four-minute mile barrier. Yeah. He wasn't an he wasn't a regular runner. He didn't train like a regular runner. He wasn't <coughs> hanging out in the realm where you can't break the four minute mile. He just saw himself running and breaking the four minute mile. He ran it and he broke it. And being the first to break it, then there were like a thousand plus people after that that broke the four minute mile because he changed the entire perspective of everybody that was running. Well, if he can do it, I can do it. Now. Transfer that to Jesus. You will do greater things than Jesus did. Because you saw him do it. Because you saw him do it, or you believe that it's done. The things that Jesus did, that means we should be doing those. Do I see myself doing them? Do I think about doing them? Do I ponder doing them? Pondering is just a series or a set of meditations over a particular thought pattern. You know, when I listen to you tell me that, it's like I sit there and say, okay, this is all well and good, but now i got to go back and, and reach into the vault of bad theology for 40 years and pull that and throw that away. Nope. No? You be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See yourself doing Just it. Ponder forward. yourself doing it. Forget about what you were taught in the past. Yeah. I'm right. not going to go back and, ta- and strip out 50 years of of bad theology, I'm going to accept the, the, the only true theology, which is Jesus. If Jesus did it, he said, I'm going to do it, therefore oh, I'm going to do it. I love that because, I'm sorry, um, I'm all over the place here this morning. I mean, you were talking about having something in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, do we have to go back and clean it up? But that's spending time with all those bad thoughts. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You just well, give it the boot. I mean, it's... And see, like, this Be Set Free Fast things that Carol and I have been doing, we don't have to go back and look at it. Once We, ju- we just go, oh, that's there. Done. Gone. Reprogram. Just like that. Okay. Okay? And... and even, you know, even Carolyn Leaf talks about affirmations. Positive affirmations actually do rewire the subconscious. They do it. But the way we were taught about affirmations is it was more of a work. But if I go, you know what? 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I say, and I just speak that to, to my entire being, every aspect of me. And then I move on, knowing that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but I gotta undo that teaching from so and so at such and such a church who told me I can't be, that I'm nothing but scum. No. Because you want to know what positive thoughts are? They're the thoughts that God has about you and the derivatives of those positive thoughts that God has about you. It's so simple. It's metanoia. Yeah. Now, you can use techniques like this piece of free fast that Carol and I have been doing to tell the subconscious, I'm going to reprogram you, and whenever you hear this, this Q word, that's a reprogram. And the subconscious, because it doesn't judge right or wrong, it just follows the directions. I don't have to go to years of Freudian psychology <laughs> and, re and, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and make no progress and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and make no progress or minimal progress. The heart of psychology is about progress, but the reality is it creates a dependency of its own. But yeah, you know, and it's good that you're having, because it's telling you you're on the right track. Greg, you had your hand up. Christ-centric. Jesus, let's say the guy by the pool, didn't say, now why do you think you can't get into the pool? Why do you think nobody comes and helps you? What did you do in your past to think that you were in this condition? He just said, get up and walk. Yeah. And, and, he, and he bypassed the entire cultural mindset that you had to get into the pool. Yeah, he, he went right by the law. Yep. He ignored it. Yeah. When I, when I was listening to Carolyn Leaf this week, she talked about physics. Newtonian physics tends to be what defines the, virtual, the visible reality. And she said the quantum physics is what allows us to tap the invisible realm. But God is the source of both. That anytime we try to separate God from science, we're going to go off into negative reality, essentially. But she said God created science or released the science to give us a way to explain him, to explain how he operates. And, and, and I'm sitting there going, this is probably a three or four-year-old video, so it's before quantum physics started really coming onto the scene inside the church. But she's sitting there going, yeah, it's, it's, the way to, it's the way to move in and connect with this unseen realm, the kingdom, and have it positively impact our life and then our ability to impact outside of our lives. So she says it's not something to be afraid of, but you can't separate it from God. The minute you separate it from God, then it's going to have eventually some negative consequences because you're going to miss a portion of truth. Or I can be God. Or I can be God. I'm a deity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is the original lie. Yeah. You can be God. You know, now Jesus did call us gods with a little G. Yeah. So that, and that's because we are creative beings and we are creative in nature because we're connected to him. But gosh, we, we've made it so difficult. I mean, I would, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not lamenting that I didn't learn this earlier in my life, but I've, and I wished I had, but it wasn't the right time earlier in my life. But I'm learning all of this now, and I'm excited. It, it excites me to realize that I, you know, it, it, I can actually, like the, like the quantum physics, the double slit experiment, or when they take two, two halves of a molecule and sp spread them you know, a thousand miles apart and they influence one and the other one is already reacting before that one. I mean, it's, it's just fascinating. I can create a thought that is so positive towards Geary. It doesn't matter where he is, he'll, he'll sense something. And I don't take credit for it. I just release it because I got to get it out of me. And a lot of us were programmed to go negative first when something happens in our life. So isn't it good to have someone who's going positive at you until you learn to overcome your first... I mean, you and I talked about this the other day. There's a point in time of learning. We learn to overcome that, that negative first reaction 
And it's because we do things like this. We talk about this. We experience it. We do experiments. Who the thunk doing an experiment in church? (laughs) 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 Almost like working. Kids, kids do this automatically, though. Yes, they just until they're told you can't do this or you can't do that. But kids are so creative. You know, you look at them yeah, playing, and they're they're just so so creative. But I think that's what Christ meant by unless you become as a little child, you enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. But I also remember in the business realm, I was at this uh, can't remember some seminar they were talking about. Um, uh, this this new hire was being taken through the offices of this 40th story office building and they was showing them all the different stuff and they came to a corner office, a huge corner office and the guy looked in and there was no furniture, no anything in there but there was a guy in there on a chair just staring out the window mm-hmm. uh, and they went on and he said hey, I gotta ask you, you know, he said the, the guy in the corner office, what's the, what's the deal with him? And he said, oh, you can have a corner office like him, too. He's in there because he's working on the, th- uh, and it almost finished with the, th- the third $50 million idea for this corporation. When you can do that, you can have a corner office, too. <laughs> the guy was just envisioning things. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, some kids will be encouraged to go with their creativity, and many, many, many others are said, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, yeah. yeah. And, and, and coming back over here to Sharon, you know, if, if you're like me, you've had some negative experiences when you were growing up. I can remember some of the harsh words that my dad spoke to me. I can remember my mom wielding the belt. And I mean, I have a vivid image of the belt in my mom's hand. You got to understand, my mom had polio in her right arm, so she only had her left hand to wield the belt with. So <laughs> it's pretty distinctive. And I could go, I can dwell there, or I can I can go. You know, that was then, but right here in the now, that doesn't affect me. I am not that child that 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 had that belt wielded at me or those negative words. Or I can sit there and go, dang, when are those things ever going to leave me? At some point, I have to choose. Choose life or choose death. And if I choose a positive choice that they don't affect me, I'm not, you know, I am not affected by my past anymore, then, it, then that starts the process of the Romans 12-2 renewing of the mind. And, and one of the Carolyn Leaf things that I was listening to this week was she talked about Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer was abused. Over 200 times was she physically abused in her life. And when, when she finally came to the understanding that that didn't control her and she could renew her mind out of sight of that, she, she testifies it took a year. It took a year of just meditating on that I am loved by God. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. The love of God is so real. And it took a year. And finally, she had a breakthrough where she knew that she knew that she was loved. And that started the renewing of her mind beyond that moment. To the point that all of that physical abuse no no longer controlled her. And look at her ministry. Look what God has done with that. So we visionate, we think about, we ponder our freedom and how awesome that freedom is. We love those who went before us. I love my parents. They're both gone. But what, what the, the experience of the negative I no longer say is me. I just go, it was then, but this is now. And I can tell you, I think, is the more I ponder this, this subconscious reaction to opposing wholeness, I, I think I can take it back. If I wanted to, I could trace it back. But how much energy am I going to spend tracing it back when I know in this moment it's gone? I am whole. And, and that revelation from last night pondering that, asking that question, 
what you know is it is it emotional? Is my back issue emotional? And pondering it and get a yes started just a series of like boom, 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 and in five or minutes, we ten minutes at the most, a revelation, a release, and I did feel a relief last night. And even sitting here today, just like last week, as I'm sitting here today, my back eased up last week tremendously because we were all collectively here experiencing the goodness of God. And today it's the same thing. Well, worship was on I, during that third song. I touched this, this small on my back on the left side and felt something pop. Mm-hmm. And I could stand up straight at that moment. Just think of the movie The Exorcist. You got an hour and a half of this priest. I've never seen it, so I'm roughly saying an hour and a half of this priest, get out of here. <laughs> what if it would have been somebody who walked in and said, just let it go. We would have taken an hour and a half movie and we'd have shaved off 129 <laughs> minutes or an hour and 29 minutes. Yeah, a lot of church services yeah. could be cut short. <laughs> so, so backing up even to, to Muriel's question, you know, and to, and to her, her thoughts there is, is what, can I, what can I vision, what can I think about, what can I emote that's positive? knowing that it's all sourced in God. When I line up with what God says about me, I'm going to open the field of potentiality because I'm not using energy to keep the lid on things. And if I want to see in the spiritual realm, if I want to see in the invisible realm, I'm just going to say, you know, God, you've created me to experience the invisible realm. I'm going to see into the invisible realm, and and I and I just focus on that. Remember when people used to talk about seeing angels? Because they believed they could see angels. Did they create them when they're figuring out their imagination? I don't think so, because Jesus says there's angels in the invisible realm. And we're actually in the invisible realm, but we've slowed down to the point we can't see the rest of the invisible realm. Our vibrational frequency has slowed down. But if you t- you could if you could take a drug and speed your fr- your vibrational frequency back up to the level of the invisible realm, whoa! But I don't need a drug to do that because I got the Holy Spirit. Whoa! Greg, um, watched a Malcolm Smith um, webinar, and it was uh, entitled "What Do You Want Me to Do?" And it, this got me thinking about it. You know. Because, and then you mentioned angels, and I, I have a problem with that because I think a lot of people say they hear angels just are creating a theatrical environment for their ministry. But I believe you can see angels. But I look back and at my request of God, and I phrase it as, I would like to see angels. It's not the right way to put it. Is I see angels. I see angels. Authentic angels. Uh, That makes sense. Instead of saying, oh, I want to. Well, you know, I want to be a millionaire. You know, because in the back of my mind says, no, you know you don't. And it's the same as I want to see angels. No, you don't. No, I see them. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And when you say you want to do something, you're admitting that it doesn't already exist. Yes. But once you say, I, I see. Yeah, it's like the word hope. Yeah. Hope can go, well, it mm. didn't happen. Yeah. So did you know, Je- it gives me an out. Did Jesus see angels when he walked the earth? I think he, I think they were all the time. I think he just, hey, that's part of, that is part of the real realm. That that's my realm I live in. No, I said that the, he, they ministered to him when he was forty days in the wilderness at the yes. end of it. Yes. yes. So it must have seen them. Yes. <laughs> so if they ministered to him after forty days, are they ministering to you? Doesn't Scripture talk about angels as ministering spirits? Mm-hmm. Why not? But it's only to those who don't know Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Just to throw a little religion in there. I, I don't have to. I've heard too many stories. <laughs> you know, my hope is that as we walk through sort of the rest of this year, is that is that we're refocusing or retraining to the belief that yeah, I do impact. For you know, God has empowered me to impact the physical reality by accessing not only the physical reality, but the invisible reality and all the power. You have power, love, or love, power, and a sound mind. You you have the love of God, the power of God. You have a sound mind. Now, why did he distinguish those? Ask yourself, why why did the apostle say, I have love, power, and a sound mind? That's like a whole sermon right there. It is. I've been pondering that. <laughs> but think about it. It's a progression. Yeah. If you have love who is him, then you have power. And if you have love and power, then you have a sound mind. You have access to the, to the total union and oneness of the one that has the soundest mind in the universe. You don't know how to do something? You're trying to figure it out? Instead of spending all that energy trying to figure it out, you take a step back and go, Holy Spirit, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. I did last, last night. You did. You did. You were playing cards and she did it last night. How do I beat How to beat time? Terry? <laughs> <laughs> playing cards? Playing cards. Like, I know, which? in my Nazarene days. Oh, no, cards, face cards. Oh. <laughs> At least they were tarot cards. <laughs> I'm trying to get, impress upon you to realize how powerful and how positively creative you are. You were created for that union and oneness. You were created to have that sound mind connection. You are created to have the kingdom power to be released through you and to, to be used to bring others to the fullness of the knowledge of God. And at the same time, to have the good gifts of the Father manifest in your life. Thoughts, reactions. And ignore the naysayers. Ignore the naysayers. Yeah, yeah that's really, that's really yeah. important, you know, to, to really guard what we listen to. And, and it's not so we can guard what we listen to, but guard what we perceive, what we hold on to. And I had somebody give me advice the other day. It's like I got thinking about it. It's like, well, maybe that's maybe I ought to heed that. And I really think God spoke to me and just said, you know, General Lee at Gettysburg did not want to fight there, but he was forced to, and he lost. And that was the end of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Confederacy was a good thing, but it was the end of it because he didn't choose what he wanted to do, and. That kind of came to me when you were talking about that, that we have to choose our thoughts. We have to choose what people say around us, you know, and it's like, I was always, well, this is hilarious, but I've always been told that I was half crazy, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> I enjoy that. That means you're half not crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, and, but it's, it's, it's also that caused me to say, you know what, I don't care. I will be me. Like it, love it, hate it, doesn't matter. I will bloom as I am a plant. Well, and I had something similar to what you just described. Um, I was listening to something, and the the concept was it's it's very possible that I have misunderstood this person that maybe I have an issue with. And so to step back and go, okay, I'm willing to think that perhaps I've misunderstood this person, so I will release my misunderstanding of this person. And, and it, it does give you a relief within. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see somebody and we'll judge them as such and such. And then every time we see them, that's how they mm-hmm. behave, that's how they treat us, or et cetera, et cetera. But if you step back and go, wait a minute, you know, this, this person is a child of God. Yeah. And perhaps I have just misunderstood them. And so I'm drawing the worst out of them mm-hmm. when I'm around them because I you know you, you know where people have they kind of bring the worst out in you well it's possible I'm bringing the worst out in others as well but if I stop and go hmm 
I'm just going to let go of my judgment. I might probably have misunderstood this person, let it go. And it does change. It does change the, the atmosphere within inside of you. And I'm sure that, as we saw that experiment, that's going to change what you're uh, transmitting outward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coming back over here. Where are you at right this moment? What's going on? Just here. <laughs> Just thinking of Carol's experience and the people that basically live up to my expectations, whether they're good or bad. That's what I'm going to get. Okay. So how does that impact you in terms of what do you do after you leave here today? Turn off the negativity. Okay. Um, relax. Okay. Good. And let God be God. Good. Yeah. And let you be you. That'll happen too. That's right. That's, that's the byproduct of yeah. letting God be God is you get to be you. Everybody else is taken. Hmm. Everybody else is taken. Don't worry, Sharon. God will work on him this week. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm zoned in on him. <laughs> so I want to do another experiment. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about Adolf Hitler. And tell me what your reactions are. Think about what? Adolf Hitler. Now think about him ordering the extermination of millions of people. How does that hit you at a gut level, at an emotional level? Not good. Very sad. Very sad. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. That quickly you could sense the emotion. I can even see it on faces. I know my yep. facial expression changed. Yep, I could see it. I could see the changing countenance. Now, think about Jesus holding your hand. Think about Jesus saying, I love you. Now what are you, what's your emotional reaction? Very upbeat. I saw frowns go on this curve upwards. That quickly, a negative or a positive changes our countenance. You know when you smile, you're releasing all kinds of good, good hormones, right? When you frown, you're releasing the bad ones. That quick, things change. But sometimes we get lost in that negative loop and we need someone to come around us and say, snap out of it. When you first mentioned Adolf Hitler, I was smiling. And only because I was listening to Popovich talking about the lake of fire as purification. And I was seeing him in the lake of fire being purified and all this dross removed. So, you know, it's not that I'm the psychopath I like Hitler. <laughs> I did. I did the same thing. You you yeah. did that too, Mira. Yeah. See, and that 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 shows that you you can have an outlook that that doesn't have to go negative. Yeah. But see the victory yeah. in people. Yeah. But when you did mention see him ordering the uh, oh. extermination, that was that was. That's yeah. insta downer. That yeah. was the downer. Yeah. That's how I originally saw him. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. And if I would have said to you, now see Hitler standing next to Jesus with Jesus holding his hand, you'd had a hard time getting there at first. Mm -hmm. Until until you actually saw yourself, Jesus holding your holding your hand and speaking kindly to you and loving to you, it would have been, it would be hard to put Hitler in that spot. But think of him sitting in the lake of fire and all this anger and hate and everything that is just all being burned away. And he's literally being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and this is one of God's creatures. He created him. Yeah. Whether we despise his actions, and we do. Yeah. But we don't have to agree with the choices he made. Yeah. But he's still a creation of God. It's a hard one for you to get, isn't it? I'm sitting here thinking, we're living that today. Yeah. yeah. So, And I'm thinking, so can we 
see what's going on today differently? Can we see a lake of fire purification? Can we can we somehow see that? Can we see Christ in those people to, in everyone today? I mean, that's kind of hard because we look at the news and we go, oh, you know, whatever it is we yeah. do. Yeah, and that's why we have to find ways in our own lives to when we start to feel like that angst rising up, where do I need to go to center back? Do I need to pick up a pair of wands and just just focus on Jesus, you know? I mean, do I need a visible reminder? And and realizing that sometimes it takes a few moments and it might take multiple times a day. But I have the capacity because he's given me the power to renew my mind in union with the Holy Spirit going, okay, I don't have to be the doormat to the world. Carolyn Leaf says, you're not a victim because you have the power to choose life or death. And if you have the power to choose, you can't be a victim unless you choose to be a victim. And the most horrendous thing that you've ever experienced in your life cannot make you a victim unless you let it, unless you choose to be a victim. Corey Tenboom. Corey Tenboom, yeah. Wow. I think it's Pam Grout talks about how wonderful the world is that even the earth brings forth plants that, for food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, it was like, yeah. you mean we don't have to toil? Yeah. You know, you think about it, that's kind of Garden of Eden type of stuff. And plants, we can eat those. And and they just grow. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we look at dandelions, it's like they're weeds. They're, but those are super nutritious. All right. So if you had a takeaway from today, what's your takeaway starting with the, the man in the back? Go find a coat hanger on a milk. Think, okay, which dog do I do now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gone. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that. Yeah. And just sit and, okay, what is my, um, what is my emotion about yeah. this? Yeah. And think, and as you're doing it, have, have a negative thought. Just entertain a negative thought about yourself for a moment and watch it go. Because <laughs> it will. The reason it, it does this is because you're... Your field contracts. Your field contracts, yeah. You go, you know, you start becoming... Me-oriented. Yeah, yeah, closed off. Yeah, and yeah. When, when you're thinking loving thoughts, then it goes back out because it's sensing that you're... You're open. Open. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Any takeaways for today? Mm. I cannot wait to sit down and talk to this man mm. about some things going on we're 70 okay the world tells us to well you better get things in order um, we talk about doing things to the house my thinking okay if we sink all this money into the house will we ever realize our investment all this mm -hmm. stuff and I just want to sit down and put what we can aside and let God cool. take the project. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's all right, buddy. I'll be here to rub salve on the wounds tomorrow. <laughs> what about you? Takeaways. It's just so encouraging to... to to realize the infinite possibilities that are in us. I mean, being able to dialogue in this setting and things, it just encourages you to know that it's all there. Mm -hmm. It's all there. It was always made available to us before the foundations of the earth. We experienced a little bit of that when we were kids, then we got it beaten out of us, and then at some points in our life we got back to it, then we got away from it, we got back. Now it's just time to be so intentional about this is where I want to live. This is the only one in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then help bring as long as many people as you can. Yeah. And Carolyn Leaf talks like I do a lot about intentionality. 
what are you going to be intentional about? Because that's where your heart and your focus is going to where you're intentional. So, yeah. Cool. Marilyn, any takeaways for today? Are you keeping those wires? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make some. Those are so cool. Um, staying positive is so, yeah. so extremely important. Yeah. And having those wires, you can tell if you're being positive yeah. or not. And, and, and as part of that positivity, seeing every ounce, every molecule, every aspect of your body whole and healthy. Mm. Thank you. Because you've come through so much. Mm. And you've come through it. And now we're going to put the icing on the cake. I don't think it ever even hit me how bad off I was to have two operations. Yeah. And survive it all. Yeah. So you go, girl. We see you going. Yes. All right, Stuart. I got to change my morning, add to my morning routine. I've got to spend time releasing positive and seeing change and seeing not necessarily this low but seeing gas prices go down seeing happiness seeing wholeness in our community and because it starts with me and to spend some time in that intentionality of saying i see truth reigning i see positive i see hope not just in me but as a radiator, that I sat here watching you share, and it was like earlier, it was like you just were just beaming. It's like you were just this love explosion pouring out all over the place. It was really cool to watch. So I grabbed some of it while you were <laughs> passing it out. But we have so much power with our thoughts that we can sit there and, you know, and I'd say, I just think about right now these people over at the Catholic Church, I just think about love on those people and truth on those people and just blessing. And I've got to do this on myself, not just me, but I've got to be a conscious radiator of that. Every morning I have to spend time. This is a great day. This is a blessed day. And, and really an, an affirmation, but also with the intentionality of it leaving me yeah. and 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 that I can release positive change like the people that prayed in Jerusalem and saw the war stop mm -hmm. and we I can do that mm -hmm. maybe not on my own but you know if we all if we all and I, I say this not we all here but if we all in the world start seeing better things our prisons will empty etc 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 cool it's good. Muriel, how about you? Well, I have lots of <laughs> lots of thoughts running through my mind. Um, I think I have to work, this is my homework, is um, like my goal and my what I what I would desire is to be so entangled with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and doing that dance with them. That is just the height of everything. And I think that I get a little bit tangled up with different things, but till I learn them, because I, if there's a mystery to me, I have to know what it is. It, it, it drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. I have, I, I would join, um, committees just so I would know what was going on. Like wow. just, <laughs> but so, you know, when it, we're talking about thoughts and I appreciate that. And, and I appreciate the level that we've come through with gratitude, thankfulness and the positive thoughts. And now with thoughts, getting in particular with the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, and the different levels of that, and now I'm, in, I'm kind of tangled up in that. <laughs> so I, I, I want to just sort of understand each level and, and how that entails for my process of, of my thoughts. So Good. I think that's what I'm going to work at this week. <laughs> Good. Carol, takeaways. Um, just, it's just a reinforcement of... <laughs> of what we talked about and you and I have done together. It's just, again, a reinforcement. appreciated what Gary said there at the end about how, you know, we, we started down this road, then we got off track, we came back to it again, you know, and it's like, and it's okay. It's okay that our journey was, you know, we ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And so... Well, I'm going to leave you with a couple of encouraging thoughts. Number one, 
If you're conscious and intentional about your thoughts being positive, your emotions being positive, I think it automatically begins to rewire anything below the surface. And if something pops up from below the surface, you, like it did for me last night, you just go, I'm not that person anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I think it also gives us strength. Yeah. Yeah. In, in multiple levels. Yeah. And knowing your identity. Yes. And here's your homework assignment. Go influence someone this week, whether they know it or not, and come back and tell me about it next week. Just one. I, you can pick as many as you want, Stuart. But you're going to be interacting out there. Stuart, every time you drive by a gasoline station and they have a price on there, you can go, yep, I see that price coming down. $3.25 a gallon. Or whatever the number is. You know? Um, and, and I think it's, I think if we look at it, it's that simple, it becomes that more real to us. If we look at it like, I got to figure, you know, I got to figure out how Jesus did that. What did Jesus, I mean, he'll tell you what you need to know and you need to know it, first of all. Sure. But he gives us mysteries because he wants us to solve them. So I think Muriel's got something going there. He likes to, he likes to put a mystery out in front of you I mean, and, and go, ponder this. <laughs> Until you figure it out. All right. Father, we thank you for today. It's just this this has just been an uplifting day for me, Father, and I hope it's been uplifting for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so we just know that we know that we know that you are awesome and that you look at us as we are awesome and that together we are awesome squared into the universe. And so we impact things in an awesome way. So expect awesome things this week. Expect awesome interactions and come back prepared to testify to what Jesus has done in your life with that with others this week and for yourselves because that is the spirit of prophecy. Amen? Amen. Amen. Cool.